Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. a few minutes. I want you all to pay attention. I just want to uh, speak a quick word to you. Uh, so I want to speak to you on a message, very short message that I titled Trading Spaces. Everybody say Trading Spaces. Amen. Tra- someone say Trading Spaces. Trading Spaces. So, you know, we've preached, read, talked about the Christmas story so many times. I mean, if you've been uh, in church for just, you know, for a while, you will have heard the Christmas story told over and over, over and over, over and over. And, you know, the interesting thing is that every time, every year that I read through the Christmas story, I see it from another perspective. Like, there's always a new perspective. So, while I was preparing for this, and I was reading through the Christmas story, I saw it from another perspective, and I wanted to share that with you very, very quickly. Trading spaces. Amen. So I noticed that the Christmas story took place in three locations, three major locations. The first one is Bethlehem. Somebody say Bethlehem. The second one is Egypt. And then the third one is Nazareth. So three spaces. Everybody say three spaces. Bethlehem, Egypt, and Nazareth. So as I was reading, I I paused. And I said, let me me look at this from just a fresh perspective. Let Let me look at it with new eyes. Because I noticed that in the Bible... Places are very significant. You read through the Bible, you notice that the names of places, locations, they matter in the story that is being told. So I said, let me take a few minutes and just meditate on that. And that's when the message that I'm speaking to you about today began to unfold. So I want to answer two questions. The first one is, well, I want to ask you two questions. I mean, I will will answer one of them. The first question is, what space are you in now? Let me ask your neighbor, say, what space are you in now? Now, this month we've been talking about rejoicing. Rejoicing. Living a life of joy. And one thing you will discover is that people tend to rejoice or not rejoice based on the space that they are in. Isn't that true? Now, people find it easy to rejoice when they are in a good space. In fact, people say, they say, you know what, I, I, you know, I feel like I'm in a good space in my life right now. Just a good place. And, you know, and they, they, they're so full of joy and they, they, they share testimonies. You can see them rejoicing naturally. But sometimes you guys know that we're not always in a good space. Isn't that true? If we look at it from just the natural perspective. 
So the question is, what space are you in right now? I want us to really think about it. What space are you in right now? Are you in a space that naturally leads you to rejoicing or you are in a space that it's going to take you putting some faith into it before you can rejoice? Look back at 2021 and then you summarize it where you have been and where you are right now. What space are you in? Let me give you examples of spaces that people could be in. Some people can be in a space of disappointment. Some can be in a space of restriction. Some can be in a space of depression. We can be in a space of pain. We can be in a space of limitation. You can be in a space of anticipation. It's like there's something you're just waiting for and it's like, you're just about to, to touch that thing, to reach that thing, but just, you're just not there. You can be in a, a, a space of anticipation. Sometimes people can be in a space of addiction. Sometimes we can be in a space of defeat. We can be in a space of victory. We can be in a space of condemnation or feeling of guilt. I mean, I could continue on and on, but I can tell you that everybody in this auditorium and those who are watching me online, you are in a particular space. The question is, that space that you are in right now, when you, look, when you look at it, does it support your joy or not? So my quest today, or my assignment today, is to let you know that no matter the space you are in, God is working something out. Can I get an amen? You see something, every one of us, we have a prophecy over our lives. There's a prophecy of our lives that God is seeking to fulfill. We use different terminologies for it. We call it God's purpose for our lives. We call it God's promised land for each and every one of us. Everyone in this place, young and old, there is something that God has spoken about you that is seeking to fulfill. That was the state that things were when you know, we read through the Christmas story. There was a prophecy that had been spoken thousands of years before, well, hundreds of years before, about a Messiah that was going to come. That something was going to happen upon the earth and it was going to be the game changer for everyone. So the prophecy was about to be born. They've spoken about it for a long time and it was about to be born. And guess what? When prophecy is about to be born, what begins to happen is that it begins to invade spaces and lives and begins to move things so that it can be accomplished. If you don't understand that it's a prophecy over your life and the way prophecy works, you'll be surprised when you find yourself in some places. You'll think that it's just by natural happenstance and it can get you down. Well, I want to tell you today that whatever space you find yourself right now, there's something, there's a divine hand that is walking over your life and is taking you somewhere. So let's start. You know, I told you about three spaces that the, the story of the Christmas story took place. The first space is Bethlehem. Now, I don't know if you guys have, you know, studied a little bit about Bethlehem, but I'll just give you quickly, just give you some things about Bethlehem. Well, if you read in the book of Matthew, Chapter 2, from verse 1 to 9, uh, you will see the description of Bethlehem there. There was a particular word that was used in there. First of all, uh, 
It was called a little town. Everybody say a little town. You know that song, Old Little Town of what? Of Bethlehem. Okay. So, Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. Amen. Just uh, follow me. Uh, Matthew chapter 2 from verse 1 to 9. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men came from eastern land. They arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw a star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote, and you... O Bethlehem in the land of Judea are not, what? Least among the ruling cities of Judah. Everybody say the least among the ruling city of Judah. That's where the Savior was supposed to be born. Now, Jerusalem is a few miles, I think it's about five miles from Judea. The Savior was not to be born in Jerusalem. You would think that if the Savior of the world was supposed to be born, should be born in that holy city. But, God chose that the Savior be born in the city of Bethlehem. A place of smallness. Also, it's a place of restriction. You remember that story? They said, Mary and Joseph, you know, Mary was pregnant and Joseph, you know, they went, they had to respond to a decree by, by Caesar then, the reigning Caesar then, that everybody should return to their hometown to go and do a census because they wanted to increase their taxes, so they want to, you know, so everybody should go back home. So they were, everybody was forced to go back to, go back home, and they had to go back to Bethlehem. And it was while they were in Bethlehem that Mary went into labor, and then they tried to find a place in the hotel because people were coming from everywhere to come and, you know, do the census. They couldn't find a space for. They couldn't find a place, you know, to give birth to Jesus in a good place. So somebody suggested and said, you know what, there's an Airbnb, you know, somewhere there. There's no hotel. It's very airy. You know, you can have, you know, your kid in there. But the only problem is that you're going to have some sheep in there too. So that's where Jesus, that's where they checked in and Jesus was born. So let me tell you a little, you know, just, you know, some things about, you know, Bethlehem. As I, as I began to think about it, Bethlehem was a back road. It was, you know, it was not the main town. The main town was Jerusalem. And then, you know, when the wise men came from the east and they got, they said, no, 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 it's not here that the king is born. It's somewhere in Bethlehem. So they had to go walk some, you know, five more miles to get to the backside of the, of the town. Number two, it was a little space. Number three, it was a place that was, that was so small compared to what God was about to give birth from within it. The entire history of the world was going to be changed. The life of humanity is going to be changed, but it took place in a place that was so small that had, I mean, it's like it had, it did not even have enough hotels, enough room for all the people that were coming in, but that's where what was going to change the world was going to be born. Another important thing was that they found themselves in Bethlehem at that time, not because they just decided they were going to go to Bethlehem. It was as a result of a human decree. Now, this is where I'm going. 
uh, to just speak to some people in this day. Sometimes you find yourself in a space where you feel so restricted. You find yourself in a, in a space where it's like there's no space for you. You find yourself in a space where you were forced to be there because somebody made a decree or a human being did something. And then you just find yourself in that space and you're wondering, why am I here? I'm here to an announce to you that in that space that you are in, in that Bethlehem that you are in, there's something God is working out in your life. Now, I don't know if there's anybody here who knows that they are in Bethlehem. That's, the, that's how you feel right now. Can you lift up your hand and say, God is working something out? Do you know that it was in that Bethlehem, that space, that little town, that's where these, these stories, these songs about the shepherd that were singing and talking about glad tidings of great joy going to the whole earth. It was in that small space, that same Bethlehem. I'm telling you that there's no space that you find yourself that you cannot rejoice. Because you might be in Bethlehem right now, but God is birthing destiny there. God is birthing something that is going to change the world, even though you are in Bethlehem. Even though there's limited space, even though you feel restricted, even though everything has been taken and you're wondering, how do I go forward? And then you are pregnant with that dream. You are pregnant with prophecy. You are pregnant with what God has spoken. And you're like, it's not going to happen in this place. I want to tell you that in Bethlehem, greatness is born. God is birthing greatness in somebody's life. Come on, lift your hands and give him praise. And then you will never imagine that in the story of Christmas, Egypt will be mentioned. That's the second space. You know what Egypt represents in the Bible? I know Egypt represents something different now. You know, it's a geographical place. It's a place, you know, there are people from Egypt, great people, Christians from Egypt and all that. But symbolically in the Bible, when you talk about Egypt, it's a place of slavery. It's a place of bondage. Egypt, God kept on telling people, don't go to Egypt in the Old Testament. Don't go. Anytime they went down to Egypt, they actually went south. They, Abraham went down to Egypt and that's where he compromised and lied about, you know, that, oh, you know, she, she's, not my, she's not my wife, she's just my sister. When people went to Egypt, it was a place of compromise. It was like they were going down. And when people, in fact, when God talks about Egypt, he's always talking about people being delivered from Egypt, people being taken out of Egypt and being brought, you know, into a different place. But God chose that his son, amen, this salvation story was going to pass through Egypt. Was going to pass through Egypt. <laughs> Look at it. In the book of Matthew chapter 2 from verse 13 to 15. Let's read it very quickly. It says, after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up! Does that remind you of another Joseph in the Old Testament that had a dream? Does that remind you of him? There was another Joseph that had a dream, and then what happened after? What happened after he had a dream? He went to Egypt, right? Do you guys are you seeing the parallel? He went to Egypt, and why did he go to Egypt? He was sent to Egypt so that he could preserve Israel, so that they would not die. Can you begin to see the parallel? So this same this Joseph also had to go to Egypt so that Jesus Christ can be preserved, so that the people can be delivered. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And it says, it says, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return. Because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord has spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Somebody say this after me. Say, God speaks in Egypt. Say, God calls out of Egypt. Are you listening to me? I just want you to get something that you might be in a space right now that if you describe it, it's going to be it's like Egypt. Maybe there's somebody watching me or somebody who, who is in this auditorium right now. You don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible actually calls that Egypt. But I want to tell you that in that same Egypt, God can call you. Amen. He can call you out into his purpose. Now, maybe you are a believer. You are a believer already, but you find yourself in Egypt. You find yourself in a space of bondage, in a place of, 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 of restriction, in a place of slavery. There's just something controlling you. There's something that is holding you down, and you feel like this, has, this is how my life is at this very moment. I'm here to announce to you right now that God calls out of Egypt. From that place, there's a purpose that will be born. <laughs> Jesus Christ had to go there and he had to stay there for a while. But God was working something out because it was a prophecy that had been given before that out of Israel, so out of Egypt, I called my son. Sometimes you find yourself in a place, right, because a word has been spoken and you have to pass through that space before that word can be fulfilled. So what space you are in right now, whatever space you are in right now, ask yourself that question. Am I going through this right now because prophecy is about to be born? Am I going through this right now because something is about to be fulfilled? I know I don't like being in Egypt. I know I don't want to be in Egypt. I, don't, I know I don't want my life to be uprooted. You know, if they had to move from where they were, move to another place. I know I don't want to do that. But what if God is working something out? Of that place that you are in. You see, my advice to everyone in this place, no matter the space you are, if you feel that you are in Egypt, remember when Israel was leaving Egypt, there was something that was said. They said as Israel was leaving Egypt, God gave them so much favor that they spoiled the Egyptian. So my word to you is that if you find yourself in a space that looks like Egypt, make sure you mine that space. Everybody say, mine the space. Well, you don't get it. So I was sharing a story with them you know, last week about a man that was put inside the pit. There was a particular man that was put in a pit. So he went into the pit, and while he was in the pit, he was just complaining. Like they threw him there complaining, sad, why do I find myself in this place? So after a while, they took the guy out, and he came out after some days. Amen. Nothing happened to him. He just went into the pit and complained. Then there was another guy that was put into the pit. But while, the, while that one was inside the pit, that one began to look around the pit and discovered that it was actually a diamond mine. So while he was in the pit, he started putting some diamonds in his pocket. You know, filled them. So when they pulled him up out of the pit, the guy didn't just go down to the pit. He came back with some treasures from the pit. So my word to you is this. No matter where you find yourself right now, make sure you look around and look down and pick up some treasure. Amen. Because there's something that God is planning. So if you find yourself in a place called Egypt, in a space that is called it, trade it up for treasures. Amen. Trade it off for treasures. Now, the final space where Jesus Christ was raised up is called Nazareth. Everybody say Nazareth. Now, listen, if you were born in the days of Jesus, you don't want to be born in Nazareth. 
There was actually a particular statement, a very popular statement that they used to, they used to speak. They used to say in those days, you know, uh, look at it in John chapter 1 verse 46. When Jesus Christ called one of, one of those, his disciples, you know, Nathaniel, he says, Nazareth, when he said Jesus Christ came out of Nazareth, he said, Nazareth, he said, can anything good come from there? Nathaniel has come and see. Can anything good come out of there? Let me ask, let me say this. Are you in a space at this moment that the way you're thinking is, I don't think any good thing can come out of this. Something is happening in your life or you've gone through some things this year and you're like, can anything good come out of this? What's going on? I think this is just the end of me. I think, I don't, I don't really, I, I, there's no way I can link up with God's purpose and plans for me. I don't think there's any way that this can ever work out for my good. Well, if God can bring good out of Nazareth, that everybody says that no good thing can come out of it, I want to announce to you that in your life right now, whatever space that you find yourself, God can bring good out of it. Maybe you are in this situation right now and people have told you there's no way this can ever be good. You know, I'm telling you, I'm being real with you guys. You know, there are they, you know, there are situations that happen in our lives that you yourself and people around you will tell you, this, this, can't, be good. this can't be God. This can't be good. You find yourself in a place where it looks as if things are so delayed. And you are saying, no, this can't be good. This can't be God. You know, sometimes you wonder, you say, is it the devil? Is it myself? Is it circumstances? What we don't know sometimes is that while Herod was moving, while Herod was doing stuff that caused them to move to Egypt, God was also working. So you can look at your life from two perspectives, from the perspective of heaven or from the perspective of Herod. Which perspective are you looking at? Always look at your life from the perspective of heaven. That space that you are in right now looks restricted. It looks small. Thing can ever come out of it. That's where God delights in bringing great things out because he uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise and the base things of this world to confound the things that are mighty so that nobody will glory in his presence. In the economy of God, in the purpose of God, it is in those places where it is unlikely to happen. That's when God is likely to move. Amen. So if you are Today, if you are in Bethlehem, if you are in Egypt, or if you are in what? Nazareth. What do you need to do? No matter the space you are. Remember that it was in Bethlehem that the angels sang. Amen. You can sing. Tell your neighbor, say you can sing. Remember that it was in Egypt that God called out his son. So you can sing because God will speak to you in Egypt. And remember that it was in Nazareth. That Jesus Christ was raised. That's actually where he was developed before he began his ministry. I want you to know that in that space that you are right now, God is working something out. And what you just need to do, you know, no matter the space you are, is to make sure that in every situation, in every circumstances, rejoice in the Lord always. Because God is working something out for your good. Tell your neighbor something good is coming out of 2021. Come on, please. Some, say, say something good is coming out of 2021. Say this Christmas. Come on, rise up on your feet and say, say this Christmas. The message of God to me is this. No matter what space 
2021 has brought me to. No matter how 2021 looks, here's the message of God to me. Come on, I want everybody to say, say here's the message of God to me. Whether it is Bethlehem, whether it is Egypt, whether it's Nazareth, something good is coming out. A savior is coming out. A purpose is being born. God is bringing something out of nothing. God is bringing great out of little. God is bringing joy out of depression. God is bringing purpose out of pain. God is bringing his plans out of your circumstances. Out of every place you find yourself. So what you need to do right now is to lift your hands everyone and begin to rejoice because of the place you are because you know that God is working heaven is moving in your life come on lift your hands and give him praise thanks for listening to the glow podcast we trust you were blessed and inspired for more contents from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.